You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of Heart and Soul. We are um, virtually meeting still, but we got Chelsea back with us this week. Hello. And then we are joined by um, a guest that we have been stalking for a few months now. (laughs) So it's truly an honor to welcome Anastasia to our podcast. Hello, Anastasia. Hello, hello. Princess Anastasia. (laughs) Princess. Princess Anastasia. (laughs) Uh, I love it. So I originally... (laughs) like feel like I scouted um Anastasia I heard her on (laughs) another podcast I love and (laughs) I was listening to it I was in the car waiting on a client a photography client and I was like I literally texted Catherine right then and there I was like I found this girl we need to have her on our podcast I don't know if she's gonna be down but like I really hope she is because you are just like the perfect guest we love your story we love what you're about so Thank you for being willing. We were very excited. Um, of course, I'm smiling so big. Did Y'all can't I re- see did, it. Did I respond? <laughs> did I respond to you and, and say I already like I DM'd her once? Like I think so. Like I was like, oh, I've been in on Anastasia. <laughs> like I've already, I've already stalked her. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. So I either funny. DM'd so you or like. I, I maybe commented on something, but I was like, I have tapped in. Wait, you ladies are making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I hope that's like a, a great way yes. to kick things off. Yo, um, I mean, as soon as you reached out to me, I was checking y'all's. I was just checking out the podcast. I was checking out more about you guys. And I'm like, okay, yes. Because my thing <laughs> is like, I love meeting women with the same type of energy and the same vibe. And I'm like, we... Because it always turns into the best conversations and the realest conversations. And that is my drug. Real yes. conversation. <laughs> yes. I love it already. I'm already in like such a good mood and we have yes. barely even <laughs> begun. Well, like Catherine said before we hit record, before we get into all the good stuff and like who you are, um, we just start off the episode with a happy and crappy segment. So something good and maybe not so great that's going on maybe in the last like week or so um if you want some time to think about it we can probably think of a couple and we can come back to you if that's okay yes absolutely that sounds great that sounds great I'll be thinking because I know we kind of put you on the spot I mean there's some things so I can I yeah (laughs) okay Catherine do you want to begin because I feel like you have some pretty big stuff I've got things and I'm gonna I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna start with my crappies plural Mm. very very little and one is the most superficial crappy of all time so go ahead and get your judgments off the table I realize that this is something that I need to work through but the first crappy is just the fact that we're getting tornadoes apparently that's happening right now um and I had to cancel tonight's classes and I was like really bummed because I only coach night classes now once a week and like I only get to see the night girls one night a week. Um, cause usually they either come in the morning or they come at night. So that was a bummer. But this other crappy just happened to me about um, 40 minutes ago. <laughs> it's so recent. I had an, I had a client from 1230 to one. And then during that whole 
situation, I was thinking about Panera bread, which is pretty common because I'm pregnant. And when a craving comes, you just know you're going to act on it immediately once the client leaves. So the client leaves and I get onto PaneraBread.com and I order my pickup situation. I'm like, it's plenty of time. I have an hour. Well, I didn't have an hour because there's like a whole road that's being redone in my neighborhood. And so I'm like driving down and they detour us through like, I don't know, all across the world until I can get to (laughs) college road, which had so much traffic because work's getting out early because of the storm. So it took me 30 minutes to get to Panera bread. And I realized something about myself that I'm not really in love with. And that is (laughs) that I have road rage. (laughs) I was like, it was unbelievable. The stupidity happening on the streets at this time of the, of the day. And then the, the way in which I reacted, like words came out of my mouth that I didn't even know. I don't think I've ever said before. And it made me think two things. One, I'm really hungry. (laughs) And two, I am my father. Like my dad does that stuff on the road. And I know he doesn't listen to this. So I can, I can talk about this. It drives me nuts. Like he goes from like zero to a hundred with his attitude towards human beings in like 4.5 seconds. And like, he has no empathy. And then I became him in the, in the 30 minutes that I was trying to get to Panera and back. And then I got home at one forty-eight and scarfed down my Panera before we hopped on this call at two o'clock. So I'm actually pretty proud of that. But, um, Whoa, I, can I just give you a round of applause? I've been through a lot y'all. I mean, that's a full journey. That's, that's the hero's journey there that you it went through. It's the hero's journey. And it was one of those moments where I thought I need a camera, you know, in reality TV, when they have like a camera in their car and you like get to hear and see all the things like this is one of those moments that I would actually post and like ask for prayer on. Like, <laughs> this is a serious moment. I, I have to say too, guys. like so I fully understand because when you're pregnant, I remember when I was pregnant, I had one more one afternoon slash morning where I sat on my bed and cried because I took like an hour scanning different menus for lunch around the Wilmington area and couldn't figure out what I wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. And I cried. Oh, it's <laughs> and real. eventually. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get in my car and I'm going to drive somewhere and I'm going to figure it out. And I did, but I was like, why am I like this? This is so awful. Anyway. So I understand. I don't judge at all. I mean, I'm just thankful that they got my order, right? Because had they not. Just listen to me. (laughs) I know. I I I know what you're about to say. (laughs) I would have canceled the podcast. I I would have. I would have said, sorry, guys, something came up and I have to go <laughs> run an errand. And the errand would have been straight oh. into Panera. And I was red. Uh, she's oh, crying. I love my, it. I am, you guys, I, my eyes are watering. I'm laughing <laughs> so hard. And partially because, like, I totally empathize with you. I am in your shoes <laughs> and being hungry. It just, I swear, it just transforms the soul of a man. Mm -hmm. Like, it really does. Everything changes, and you're like, I'm so outside of my mind right now. I feel like Mm. I'm a pretty cool, calm person. Like, I get, I'm dramatic, but who isn't? (laughs) But, like, I am, 
uh, is the worst version of me whenever one, I'm late to anything or two, I'm not, I'm hangry. So that was a, that was a double whammy. It was a double whammy. It was two things in once and I just couldn't control my emotions. Um, but I do have a happy and that's that we were having a boy, <laughs> which, yes. which I feel like the happy would have been happy either way, but now we know. And so I feel like it's, it's been fun to say he, or, you know, use his name, which I'm telling friends, but I'm not going to announce it on the podcast. Cause you know, like I want like the post when he's born. To yes. Be like, you, know, you get it. Yes. So, um, yeah, like that's been fun. And uh, that was actually two or no, that was last weekend. That was, that was this past weekend, but we recorded two podcasts okay. this week. So I was like thrown off for a little bit, but yeah, we're having a boy. And if you follow me on Instagram, which you should, <laughs> you would have seen it. So <laughs> that's a happy. Yeah, I am so excited. Sorry. I'm just looking over because for some reason, my boy just started crying and he's only been down for like 30 minutes so this is not good hopefully he goes back to sleep um you can do it buddy (laughs) anyway I am that is a little bit of a happy of mine too because I not that I wouldn't have been excited that you were having a girl it would be so much fun too but I was like yes we can be boy moms together and we just like relate on all the boy things and just like peeing up in your face because they're yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um and it's so funny because I didn't like I said on this podcast, when we announced your pregnancy, I had zero gut feeling. I was like, I really have no idea. It could be either or. And then you sent me your anatomy scan and something in my soul was just like, that's a boy. I just well, knew by looking flexing. at it. It was flexing. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Which could, be, which could be a girl. Cause I flex. So exactly. but it was, it was a guy for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, I guess what is my copy is that I've just been so tired lately. And like, I was posting about this on my Instagram last night. I just feel like I've not been doing a great job of taking care of myself in this season. Like I've found a really good work balance with like being a mom and everything and, you know, nap schedules and prioritizing tasks and things like that. But I haven't been prioritizing working out and you know, I go for my daily walks with him, but I just feel my body, like my joints are starting to hurt. My energy sucks. Like, I really need to figure out how to do this, but it's just this constant push and pull of like, well, I have all these things I have to do that people are paying me for. And then I also have to like make food and like somewhat keep a a household up and then also be a mom. So it's a work in progress, but you know, we're, we're, we'll, we will figure it out. You're crushing it. You're crushing it. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, you are keeping a human alive. Lord God, that alone. And that to me is the scariest thing about what's going to happen in five. I months. mean, I do still have my biceps. I see that bicep. Okay. And I have a 21 pound baby to thank for that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not like, small. He's not small. Mm-mm. He's a chunk of for his lad. Age. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Thanks, I saw you keep so keep your mama sweet. strong. Um, so yeah, that's you know, you guys can help hold me accountable for that. My happy is that I got to attend my first birth this past Monday, and it was for my best friend, and it was incredible. 
I am still like processing it all because it's just like a lot. It was definitely hard for it being my best friend because I was so like emotionally attached as well. And it's like hard to see her in any sort of struggle. Um, but it was also so much more special and sweet for that same reason because I've known her and her husband since they were 14. Like we all were friends in high school. So it was incredible. They had a little baby boy as well. He's so perfect and so sweet and so it's adorable. It's in the water, everybody. The boy thing is it in is. the water. So just it so is. you know. And then this is another little side happy, which is kind of funny. Did you see my Instagram about um, the doll that my parents got me for my birthday? No. A doll? Okay. I know this sounds weird. I've talked about this on the podcast before. When I was four years old, sorry for all these tangents, Anastasia. No, I, um, lo- I live for a tangent. <laughs> I live for the rabbit holes. Okay. I do. I love it. So when I was like four or five years old, I got my favorite Christmas present ever. Like it, it was like that toy that you had as a kid that like just was your whole world. You know, you're so excited about it. All you wanted to do is play with it. And it was this Cabbage Patch doll that had a little backpack on. It was called Snack Time Kid. And it came with all these little pieces of food. And you would feed it to the Cabbage Patch. And it would go through its body. And it would, like, pop out through the backpack. Well, oh, wow. I loved this thing so much. It was the coolest thing in the world. And then some little girl <laughs> let it eat her hair. And Mattel recalled the doll. And so my mom, not a little girl, not a little girl that, you know, just like someone in the country, I guess it happened a couple of times. And so Mattel recalled this doll. So I begged my mom, like, please just let me keep it. No one's going to know. I won't let her eat my hair. Who's going to know? Nobody's (laughs) going to know. (laughs) I was like, please, please don't let me get, make me get rid of her. And she did. And she wouldn't let me keep her. We had her, we had to bring her back to the store and I had to pick out another doll that was like nowhere not near as cool, mm-hmm. not nearly as cool. Okay. I was devastated and I still like obviously bring it up to this day. And this past Christmas, my in-laws asked me like, what was your favorite Christmas toy? And I was like, oh, hmm, no, you were- funny. You should ask because this is the story. <laughs> so anyway, I guess because I've brought it up enough, my mom still carries like a lot of guilt for that. It's very and traumatic for you. It was. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was. I'm feeling bad for Cindy right now. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I went home on Thursday because I was like, I don't know, you know, if Becky's going to go into labor. Let me just be in Raleigh just in case and see my family for my birthday. Well, they gave me my presents. My dad found this doll on ebay (gasps) it's the exact same one (laughs) same exact model and everything and i just opened this doll and like for a split second i was four years old again oh my god that's so cute so excited i was like i am shocked that you found this oh my gosh like i still haven't opened it up because i'm like it's probably worth a lot of money at this point uh collector's item much yeah and I was just so excited. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, but just like having it just felt like, wow, full circle redemption, you know, I, thank you. Yes. And funny, I put out like an Instagram story and I put out a poll, any other nineties kids have this doll. And if so, did your mom let you keep it or did you have to return it? 
everyone kept it. Oh, Cindy. Cindy. And there was like at I least mean, oh God. at least 10 people responded to me that they had that doll and they kept it. And I was like, Mom. See, she's like, I thought you would you forgave me. I'm like, I did. I'm just still trying to prove a point. I thought point. you forgave me. <laughs> she really was carrying that guilt, man. She was. She was. Oh, it was man. sweet. Wait, so, this is such a redemptive story. Both of you. Yes. Both of you have very redemptive stories today. Yeah. I have one question about this doll though. Mm -hmm. So you said it eats food and then it poops it out into a backpack. It just was like this mechanical, you know, it would like chomp its jaw and the food would just like go to its back. It was like plastic food. Okay, so it like didn't little... go out of its butt. No, it just went okay. into the backpack. Okay, yeah. that's better. I was like having yeah. some really weird visuals. You're like, I, I, couldn't you. I couldn't pause your story. I did have one of those <laughs> dolls where like you fed it, you fed it like mushed up baby food and it did go out of the diaper um but that's not this doll this one was like full pieces of like there's like a little plastic banana and a little plastic cookie okay. and that's good um yeah it it stayed whole so okay. what a bit i've never even heard of this doll so oh I yeah like i'm i missed a little something i'm a 90s yeah. kid well i mean it got recalled so it's probably only on the yeah, market for yeah. a limited time but <sighs> if you watch the netflix show i think it was on that series the toys that made us um and they talk about the recall so it's out there <gasps> but anyway that was a so your crappy is happy <laughs> yes exactly tell us yours oh You're gosh on I, I was i was trying to um think through okay i'll start with crappy my so i moved to california from florida i moved in july of last year and middle of COVID and my mother hadn't been able to come and visit me for a long time. The entire time that I, you know, just moved. Well, she just came last week. And so she left two days ago Aww. and I'm sad. <laughs> I'm still sad. Um, you know, but it's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes my, and I'm such a nomadic person in general. Like I've lived all over the world and I, I do these get up and move kind of sort of things. And it's just a part of it, not being super close to family. I mean, you, you know, mm -hmm. um, so it was really, really nice to see her, but my crappy is that, you know, the past couple mornings I've woken up like more sad, like missing Aww. my mama. Um, so yeah, there's that. And my happy is my 30-day Unleash Your Power Challenge that I'm creating for women. And this is the first round of it. Um, and so I've been doing that all week and just talking to women and um, getting women signed up. And I have a squad. And I'm so excited. That's yeah, amazing. I'm so I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. And I would also say my happy, if I could have two, is right now. Oh, this real talk, I'm telling you, I think I said this before the recording started, but like authentic conversation with women who are like the same vibe, man, that's my drug. Mm -hmm. Like I love it. So this Yay. is such a gift. Oh, that's we're, so sweet. Yes. We're pumped to have you on. Oh, day. Well, that is a great, your happy is a great segue into oh. 
introing who you are. Congrats on having that launch and an awesome squad. Super excited for you. Why don't you tell our listeners all about it and who you are and what you do, what makes you you? Yes. Well, I am a powerful Black woman who is (laughs) bringing love to the world through retreats for women and virtual experiences for women. Um, and my first retreat, which I would love every, anyone listening to this, if you're interested in going on a retreat with me, it's going to be in Tulum, Mexico in April. Um, well, it's not in April. It's opening in April. It's in January, 2022. So we have some time. I'm in. You in? You in? in? Yes, ladies. <laughs> that's my birthday too. So that's perfect. Oh, you know what? When I tell you this is a small group of like maybe 10, maybe 12 women, and we are just going to hang for seven days and work through, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll, I'll wait to unpack it because this actually <laughs> is kind of in line with another um, segue, but we're just, there's a spiritual path to becoming your most creative, authentic self. And that's what the seven days is about. That's what the retreat's about. And we're going to be doing it in freaking Tulum. So, I mean, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is so cool. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. So retreats, workshops, um, helping women just own their power, become their most creative selves. That's what I do. And yeah, but, but who I am, man, 31, um, uh, Jesus loving, God fearing, badass. Right. I <laughs> love it. Right. I love writing. I love um, connecting with women. I love specifically hearing people's journeys, how they overcame challenging circumstances. And um, I'm been gifted with helping women like see their gifts and their talents and leverage those to create the life that they want to live, like mm. the, the life they truly want to live. Mm. Um, so See? this is story, why <laughs> this is why I'm obsessed with her. I was like, oh, friends. I mean, if perfect. your description of yourself is God fearing badass, then I'm in. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm in. I feel like you two are God fearing badasses too. Like, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Out here. Um, well, I have a, oh, sorry, Chelsea. Zoom no, go ahead. I you mentioned that your you like know your gift is this. When did yes. you at what point in your life did you get to like a clarity of this is my gift? So um great question. Uh last year was like like a dark night of the soul for me in some ways. Like I my whole entrepreneurial journey has just been like you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but just like hills and valleys, right? It's like this for all of us. It's part of the journey. Um, but last year specifically, I kind of had this, I don't even want to call it a crisis. It was an awakening. It felt like I was asking myself questions and really, really meditating on what I am here to do, right? Like, why am I on this earth right now at this time? And it, and those questions really started coming to me last summer when the Black Lives Matter movement was at a, at a high. And, you know, I had a lot of guilt during that time because I just, I had resolved, I felt myself 
just like having resolved, this is just the life I'm going to be living. I'm just going to be gaslighted. I'm just going to, this is just going to be my journey. It's going to be difficult, but it's whatever. Like it didn't even occur to me to fight back. And I, and I was asking myself these questions like, man, here I am at this pivotal moment in history, a, a very capable, very, um, how do I say, like, a fr- a, just a free woman. And I was so close to not doing anything like really meaningful with my life. I was just gonna like coast. And I was like, that is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I started asking myself these questions, diving into my spiritual practice. Um, one of my spiritual gifts is dreams. And that's something that over the years I've, I've just been exploring and allowing the Lord to really speak to me through. But um, a while before that, my grandmother had come to me in a dream and she actually spoke to me in this dream. And she said, wake up every morning hungry for the presence of God. And when I woke up, it was almost like I, I heard, it was almost like I heard the end of like an actual voice saying it to me, very powerful dream, have not ever been able to shake it. But but those words kept circulating through my mind all year last year. So that's all I did. I was like, listen, I'm on, I can feel myself on the precipice of this evolution. I can feel it. I don't know what to do, but I do know that my grandmother told me to wake up every morning hungry for the presence of God. So that's what I'm going to do. And I mean, I have, I'll tell you what I do for the mornings. I have my utmost for his highest devotional you guys have ever heard of it if you haven't check it out it's It's so good right it's fire uh and um and then i read the bible i journal and i meditate and that is what i do every morning and i just allow the holy spirit to speak to me in, in different ways and through that journey i was able to really reconnect with my intuition um i asked the holy spirit to reveal to me what my gifts were and what kept coming to mind, believe it or not, were like compliments that people had, had given me over the years. Like one of the compliments was like, um, man, I feel like you're able to like capture something I'm really good at that I don't even recognize. And then like amplify it, like show me what it is and then give me ideas, ways to, to use it, like to bring it to the world. I've been given that a few times. Um, People have told me that I'm able to like bring a room of very different people and very different personalities together. And, and it's true. It feels like water to me. It feels like floating in water to me doing those things. Like somebody was like, you're great at asking questions. I say somebody, multiple people, um, great at hosting parties or like just gatherings. And these are things I love. They bring me energy and they bring me joy. And so that's kind of how I, really started and I started writing them down mm-hmm. and so that that was helpful for me so yeah, yeah. that's um, incredible I have chills when you talked about that dream too because I've definitely had those types of vivid dreams where you're like all right people are gonna think I'm absolutely nuts but holy crap but wow that was, that was so real well, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna gain okay Michael and I listened to this sermon on on YouTube 
uh, the other day and we didn't go to church. So we like YouTube sermon. Yeah. It was a living room church. And, um, we, it was about hearing from God, hearing God's voice, which I've always struggled with because like in super like charismatic circles, you hear, I heard the Lord say to me, and I always take that as like a very, like, um, not tangible, but like, that's actually what happened. Like God mm-hmm. you heard like a, literal, you, literal. Thank you. You heard of like a literal voice of God. And then I would start to doubt myself. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't hear the voice of Ooh, God like that. Right. And I'd be, and then you go into this like rabbit hole of, am I even a Christian? Is the Holy spirit inside me? Right. You, you just go all the places. And this sermon was so good because it was actually like a really charismatic church. Um, breaking down what hearing the voice of God actually means. And it's through like, it can be audible, but that's rare. Uh, But it's usually through your gifts, like through dreams. He brought up dreams through other people um, through like, everyone calls it their gut, but your gut, you have the Holy spirit inside of you. So that could be a nudge from the Holy spirit and just gave me a lot more confidence because I always doubt myself Mm. in that area. And hearing you say, you know, my grandma spoke to me in a dream. I mean, to me, that is the voice of God. Yeah. Especially if you wake up with a peace knowing this was like, yes, just like a random dream about, you know, getting eaten by a shark, which I've had before. Right. Right. I mean, let's be honest. We've had some wild ones. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Getting eaten by a shark. That actually sounds terrifying. It's not good. good. I'm telling you right now, it's not God. That is not God. God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I 100% agree. And I think, um, it's, it's once I started getting curious about what my gifts were and really asking those questions, that's when those things started coming to me. And I do want to say December of 2019, I was praying through what my word of the year is for, 2020. So this is prior to the knowledge, right? (laughs) Um, So two things, maybe three. The first is the Lord gave me the word unapologetic. No, that's this year. Last year was, oh, illuminate, illuminate. Um, And then with that came two visions. One of them was just of like the sun rising and the moment in time where it goes from darkness to light. It's like so fast, like we can't even see it. But mm-hmm. when the sun begins to illuminate the sky again at sunrise, the second one was a match being lit. And the moment after like intense friction, the moment it turns into a flame. Mm. And so I just had those two visions pop into my head and I'm like, got it. So I honored them by writing them down. And I just started getting curious about what does this word illuminate mean? And when I tell you that 2020 was like an awakening for me, it really, really felt like that in so many ways. And I can, and even though it was hard, it was very hard, but I can see now where that, where that match situation is coming into play. Or it's like, we've all encountered this like friction in our lives. And it looks so different for everybody, but it is friction nonetheless. And, and like, as we moved through it, we can choose to 
allow it to turn into this flame that actually illuminates people around us instead of, you know, not doing anything with it. I love like so many chills. (laughs) (laughs) Keep getting chills. But I love that so much because first of all, wow, because when you think about what 2020 brought and how much clarity you had before it all even began is crazy. Um, And what a blessing. But I think I I can so relate to like, obviously it was such a hard year for the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I had such a like pivotal, like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do in 2020 as well. And it was over the summer. I was freaking out. I'm a full-time wedding photographer or was. Um, I'm kind of shifting now after yes. 2020, okay, but it was like, okay, yeah, it was like, you know, one of those like freak out moments of, oh my gosh, everything I have always known is like crumbling underneath me. I like nothing felt safe anymore. What am I going to do about to have a baby? We just bought a house. I have no way of like making an income. And then the Lord was like, but that's not what you want to do anymore anyway. So it all just kind of change. So talk about like friction moving into like clarity. I just feel like that this year was that for so many people. And I love how introspective you were and how you just put that so tangibly for people listening to be like, I think you hear the words like, you know, your whole thing about owning your creativity. People might be like, well, I'm not creative. Like I'm not an artist or a photographer or an entrepreneur, but it doesn't necessarily need to be those like exactly obvious things. It can be like, these are your God given gifts and here's how to find them. It doesn't even need to be something that you turn into a career. Like, I think that's where people get comparison, like fatigue with is they turned this person turned their gifts into something that they can make money with. And I don't know how to do that with mine. Well, you don't have to, like, if your gift is throwing parties, then, you know, have friends over once a week, you know, and, and use that as your gift. But like, before you go into the friction thing, everyone needs to pause and write down that match analogy, because that is for lack of better term. Fire. Fire. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now go. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I love what y'all just said about the, the common misconceptions around the word creativity. First of all, there are so many. Um, but I think one of the most important ones, and I just was writing about this, that this morning during my quiet time is like, we choose the container through which we present our gifts to the world. Like we can put them in any container we want as long as we acknowledge these gifts and and want to use them to serve the world and the people in it. That container can be anything, but, but whatever that container is, is art. Like Mm -hmm. that's creativity. It's like, how do you choose to bring your gifts to the world? You are an artist because that, if this is your container, like you were an artist, you created this container, you co-created this container to present your gifts to the world. And first of all, the pressure, there's like so much pressure is released when you, when you take the seat of a co-creator in Christ rather than 
the sole creator mm-hmm. of your life, if that makes sense. Like when we partner with God to bring our gifts to the world, the whole universe opens up. It's like so wild. We do our part, but like when we give God space to really be involved in what we're doing, it will connect with people on a level you could never have manufactured with email or text or Instagram or whatever platform you choose. Like it's so much bigger than you and it's so freaking motivating. Mm. It, you know, this is the, po- your podcast is a container, just one container through which you bring your love and your gifts to the world. It's right. And I can, I can vouch and admit that there have been episodes where I can tell both of us or one of us like isn't partnering, isn't like co-creating with God. We're just trying to do it on our own. And then it's bad. Like it's not, it's not bad, but it's just not as good. You feel a difference. You, you feel, feel And even with coaching, like I have, when I coach a class and I go in thinking like, ugh, another hour of coaching, then it's not a good class. But Mm -hmm. if I go in thinking like, this is what God has called me to, then Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. It just changes. It changes not only the way that you see it, but it changes the way that people receive it. Cause it's, it's an unseeable thing that people can tangibly feel when you bring that, when you like bring that aspect into it. Yeah. You crushed it that's yes so I'm curious you know as someone like you who is kind of the facilitator of like provoking these thoughts out of women right like this is what you love to do what would you say let's say to somebody who two things this is going to be a two two two-ended question one to someone who doesn't think they have any gifts or to someone who might feel like, like me, <laughs> who has interest all over the place and is just like, doesn't know, like you kind of feel this need to like streamline, to be taken seriously. This is something that I struggle with, right. but I want to be like, I want to have my hands in all these different areas because I see like, oh, I really love this or I might be good at this. And, um, but will it look sporadic and crazy if I do them all? You know what I mean? Right. So how would you like, how would you approach someone who doesn't think they have it? And then on the opposite end, how would you give them advice to like, own that it might be many different things? Oh, that's so good. Okay. So for the woman that doesn't think they have gifts, prove it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You don't think you have any gifts? Prove it. Mm -hmm. like I would just say we all have gifts like we all have been given first of all the gift of life to breathe air is such a gift such a miracle but I'm 100% confident that you have gifts maybe you haven't been able to name them yet but I would say just here just a few things off the top of my head like reach out to the people in your community and ask them a question and just be like what do you think I'm like uniquely good at or like what when you think of me what comes to mind like what gifts come to mind um I would also say constantly be investing in yourself and learning about yourself I think there is so much power because the more we learn about who God created us to be 
the more we learn about God himself, the creator, you know? Um, so I think that's a beautiful journey you could embark on. Um, things like the retreats I'm hosting, being around powerful women who are also asking these questions and answering these questions, um, being a part of a community in general that is capable of having higher conversations. I think it's so radically important. We don't even realize that we sometimes go so long without having deep, meaningful, heartfelt conversations and we just stay this on the surface level plane mm -hmm. with people. And I think the magic comes when both people are unfolded, talking to one another and learning about one another. Um, and just, you absolutely have gifts. You just discover them, you know? So um, good. So good. Everyone has them. And they're, they're so, it's, I don't know. I just smile so much when I think it's just so sweet to think about how unique you are and how there's literally no one like you on the planet. Your life itself is a gift. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second part, having so many interests. You're talking to the queen of having so many interests, okay? Um, I, could, <laughs> I could just tell you my freaking career journey, my business journey. I mean, I've done so many things. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since 2015 working for myself. Um, I've had many jobs. I've quit quite a few because it just didn't connect. I, and I tried it out. I sampled. I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me try it out. Wasn't a fit. I'm going to move on to the next thing. I would say, don't be afraid to just, when you, when you find joy in your life and find something that brings you joy, absolutely explore it. And then after exploring it, if you're like, oh, you know, that was nice, but I think I'm going to move on to this thing where I find joy. Like, don't be afraid to recreate yourself and do it as many times as you freaking want. I think that's something that I'm, I'm learning right now. It's like, we all evolve. And like we were talking about before, the container through which we bring our gifts to the world, we can choose to change it. Like at any time. I think it's so hard because culture tells us do one thing, do it well. And, mm -hmm. or it says like, do one thing, get paid for it. And like, that's also annoying. Yes. Because that might not be what you want to even do. Yeah. You know? Or there's this lie that's like, you, you can't have a full-time salaried position at some company and be your most creative self. Like that is also a lie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the truth is like, we can choose to co-create with God, the future that we want. So like, if you, yes. if you want to be a, you know, full-time entrepreneur, start your own business, do your own thing, by all means, do it, try it. If you don't like it, do something else. Um, but don't pigeonhole yourself. The world's going to try to do that already. So like, you don't even have to worry about trying to do that to yourself. Mm. Don't yes. gaslight yourself because the world's going to do that to you for free. Yes. So why gaslight yourself? You know, yeah. it's so true. I love what you said about, you know, like the world's going to tell you to do one thing and do it well. And while even like in the entrepreneurial world, you know, you listen to all these marketing po podcasts and books and things that will tell you that. And while that's true to a certain extent, it does not have to be true in no. 
in all areas of your life. And I appreciate that so much because I definitely, those are very limited, limiting beliefs that I have put on myself with exploring my interests. I do always do them, but I always fear like the judgment in the back of my head of like, well, what, what are people perceiving this as if I'm all of a sudden, you know, shifting from here to here, like, does that look good or does it look like I'm yeah, like, what are they saying about me like how yeah. is this how are my actions being perceived I will say like I have definitely experienced those thoughts and emotions before and there's something that I learned recently that I have been doing and that when I tell you it has skyrocketed my confidence my I don't give any f's about what people think anymore sort of situation. I don't know if we swear here, but anyway. um, (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes, okay, okay. Um, It's, okay, it's this practice where, okay, first of all, this this kind of ties into one of my limiting beliefs that I held that I continually have to just like slay. Um, I thought that every single thought that came to my mind was me. And I thought that if I thought things, I equated my thoughts with my character. I equated my thoughts with who I was like on the innermost parts of me, like my soul. So I was walking around thinking like, man, I'm so messed up. Like I'm so defective. Like who thinks these things? Like And I also would be crazy, like driving myself crazy. At one point I'd be like, I can't believe she didn't text me back. I can't believe that she's terrible. She's the worst. And then I get a text from her and she's like, Hey girl. Oh my gosh. I was I got stuck at target. Um, I actually got you something. I thought of you. I can't wait to see you um, later and I can give it to you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's the best. She's the freaking best. I'm so glad she's in my life. Like, you know, and I'm like, how crazy do I feel? thinking all of these thoughts, right? Yeah. (laughs) And this goes for everything. And so I read this book recently called, um, actually, it might've been either The Untethered Soul, which I recommend, or um, The Power of Now. Can't remember which one it was, but it was talking about how we can choose to separate ourselves from our thoughts and simply watch simply observe them. So I'm doing this more and more now, like this is real time Anastasia, like becoming more and more competent every day since I've started doing this. But whenever you have those thoughts kind of go through your mind, take a step back, but like you could physically move your body if you want, but like inside, take a step back and, and ask yourself, what is my body experiencing right now? And automatically you put yourself in the seat of an observer. And now I say to myself, whenever I have those crazy thoughts, I'm like, I am seated in the highest places. I am a, I am a daughter of the one true living King. I am a princess. That is where I sit. And so there's a place in myself and my Angelo talks about this, that is always protected. And that's the place of consciousness that I sit in. So whenever I have thoughts like this, I watch as they pass and I sometimes consider them in terms of like, that's interesting. I'm, I'm somehow attaching the opinions of other people to my work, but they are not one and the same. Absolutely not. But this is interesting. 
And I now know that whenever I have these experiences of like imposter syndrome, that actually it is like my ego, which is seated below your highest self, right? The ego is like, you know, totally separate. It's the ego. I'm acting out of this. The ego is sending me these thoughts, trying to make me believe these things. So at the end of the day, our brains are just wired to help us survive. And so us thinking that other people are perceiving us a certain way, we literally, our ego literally feels like it will die if it is not accepted by these random people, whoever they are. So like, that's where the strong emotion is coming from. Like the ego is like suffering this, this fearful perceived death of itself, but that's not you, Mm. you know, that's not me. That's not us. That is so freaking good. I'm just like, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. It it like when I was, when I um, started to heal, like deciding to heal from an eating disorder, I, uh, the verse that I clung to was take every thought captive because for so many years while I was in this disordered way of thinking, I, I let every thought run around rampant and take a seat in my mind and convince me that it was true. And usually when you're weak like that, when you're in a weak state, which we all are, Oh yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> um, that's when the enemy's like, I'm going to attack the mind. I mean, he, he goes for our thoughts first because that's what we act from. And so the, the mere like choice, a uh, small choice of stepping outside that thought and saying like, what is actually true? Maybe that thought is true, but to take the time to analyze it instead right. of acting th- from it, is so powerful and it sounds so like woo woo, but the second you start to do it, you can tell yourself. And like you said, in the beginning of the podcast, like write down what mm-hmm. is actually true. So mm-hmm. you stating things like I am a daughter of the one true King. I am mm-hmm. a princess. I'm seated. I'm an heir with Christ and seated yes. on the throne. Like those are true things. So when you hear thoughts like, you're not good enough for this, or you'll never equate to this, or you're never going to be as pretty as this person or worthy as this person. You can replace those enemy thoughts with creator thoughts and truly like taking something captive means taking it prisoner. So like take thought, like put it in jail and then like, think about what the sentence is Yes. (laughs) before, you know, you act on it. Yes. That is so, so good. There was this one, um, I heard this recently, but it was like, when God says, cast your cares upon me or like asking you shall receive, he can't take things from us. He won't take things from us that we don't give him. That would be a violation of our free will and our choice. Like we have to be like, Lord, take this, take, take that thought from me. I love what you said. Like take it captive and give it a sentence and let that thing go. Like we are spiritual beings having a human experience. That's, that's the best, that's the best way I can put it. And there are just things we can't, Jesus himself experienced these things. It's just part of being human, which kind of helps take the pressure off a little bit, you know, Um, because it's freaking hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Like, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, thank you for, sharing that honesty because 
we all have those thoughts, right? Especially when it's like, oh, so-and-so hates me. They, you know, they use different punctuation in that text and that must mean that they're mad at me. Like you think you are crazy. And I think everybody goes through that. So for you to just like openly, you know, share that narrative, so many people were were probably just like, oh my gosh, that is me. And thank you. And I no longer feel like I am a psychopath. Man, I'm happy to share. I'll tell you what, that (laughs) was 31 years of my life. I was going to say, I have the punctuation thought at least six times a day. (laughs) And and also like even my husband, like if he comes into the kitchen, because now we both work from home, he comes into the kitchen and doesn't like kiss me. I'm like, like, mad at me. Like, what did I do? Some type of way about it. You know, and it's just like, God, we get crazy in our heads, but it's not crazy. It's normal. It's so normal. It's <laughs> so normal. <laughs> Gosh. Well, we have to have you back because I would love to, honestly, I would love where there's just like so much more I want to talk about, but we are going to go ahead and wrap up with our four questions that we ask every guest. Okay. And we did not send these to you because we like them to just be like, you know, rapid fire type of thing. So the first thing is what is something that you're currently binging or like really obsessed with, whether it's a show, a book, a podcast, a food, a product, anything. I have been rewatching Raya, the new Disney movie that's on disney plus premiere i haven't watched that yet yes i paid 30 dollars for it and yes i've been watching it nonstop. (laughs) i just keep it's so good i just keep watching it so that's what i'm binging i love it i'm gonna have to check it out so good um okay our next question is what is something that you're looking forward to in 2021 my retreats absolutely I'm looking forward yes. to that too. So excited. Oh, thank you. Heck yeah. All right. What is something that you love about yourself? I love that I can be a safe space for people. Yeah. Mm. You are. Mm. Oh, I feel that. I, I, feel <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I almost got through this without crying. <laughs> you are. I feel super safe. I feel like I'm hugged. Yeah. Too. Oh, you can feel it. I can just feel it. My heart. All right. Our last question. I'm pretty like depressed about it because that means it's over. Oh. Is, <laughs> is like, don't even want to say it. I'm going to say it. Really fine. Um, no, if you could leave women, our listeners with like one piece of truth, um, what would, what kind of little nugget of wisdom would you leave them with today? I would tell every woman within the sound of my voice that you are a force. Take your place. And bye. (laughs) If I had told you how many times I've like actually teared up during this podcast, it's kind of embarrassing, but anyway, thank you so much. This has been unbelievable. Maybe one of my top favorite episodes ever. Oh, I know everyone's going to be just as obsessed. So go ahead and plug where our listeners can find you. Yes, honestly, find me on the IG. Find me on Instagram. I love DMs. I love voice memos. I love, I just, uh, 
since this whole pivot, I love Instagram. So um, yeah, at Anastasia RJD. Awesome. And we'll link I, everything too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, not to be the closing thought here, but I had <laughs> like a, a nudge from God to say one thing. And it's based off what you said about the freak. I can't let go of the friction, the, the, the match so situation. So, so I was just thinking like how tough 2020 has been on everybody culturally. Yeah. And like, not just physically with COVID, but with, you know, the social injustice, the racial oh, injustice, yeah. and it just feels like the second you make progress as a nation, it goes backwards again. Mm-hmm. And like, this is going to get me emotional and I rarely cry. Like I am like, I'm not, I'm a white woman, so I don't even experience mm. it to the, to the level that other races like black women and Asians right now are experiencing. Yeah. Every minority, mm-hmm. every minority. And I just think about that match analogy. And I think that all things in scripture that came to um, victory had to go through friction. Mm. And so I just say like Jesus dying on the cross is like the biggest one or, you know, the Israelites being freed from Egypt and slavery for 40 freaking years. Oh yeah. I mean, it just, it, it seemed like something that was never going to end or that was always going to be terrible. And I just, I'm just saying this to our listeners to hold on to hope because this is the friction period. And I just like have full hope and faith in like this generation and specifically Mm. to like get to the light period. Uh, And I think I really truly think that we'll see it. It takes all of us. Yeah. It takes every single person listening to this, right? It literally takes all of us to make it. And when we take our place, own our power, listen to and follow the calling that God has uniquely created us to accomplish. When we do that together, the whole world will change. Yeah. Because the light will always overcome the darkness. We have to be that light. Yeah. We have to, that's the only way. Mm. Yeah. That's Um, powerful. Thanks for saying that, Catherine. All right. We love, I'm obsessed with you. So uh, (laughs) I love you both so much. Like, I'm okay saying I love you right now. Uh, I love you too. Same, same, same. I love you too. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll link all that in the show notes and um, listeners go be as obsessed with her as we are. Um, thank See you so next much. week. We love you. Thank you. We'll love you. Hopefully again soon. Yes. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.